video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 166 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Halloween homeboy, Grizz. You like that? <laughs> Has anybody ever used that? Do you think that's like a, a new I thing? Know, but I like that one, dude. That should be like my permanent nickname, Halloween homeboy. I'm fucking hooking it up. So uh, we're jumping in, man. It's that time of year. Right, we're kicking it into spooky overdrive, I guess. Yeah, this right? is a great warm-up. This is going to be a great warm-up episode, I think, for the uh, the autumnal season that is upon <laughs> us. Now, we said last week that this isn't necessarily a Halloween film, but there is a Halloween party in this movie. But it's it's, it's like extremely minor, and it really has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's no, not yeah. a plot point at all. It's just more of a mood setter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this week, we watched the 1981 made-for-TV Scarecrow classic. I, I feel like we say classic every week, but, you know, I guess... We guess cover there could be old multiple movies. classics. Yeah. fucking classics. <laughs> I mean, shit, there was Turner Classic Movies. I mean, yeah. what, would they show one movie every fucking week? That was it? <laughs> but... <laughs> This week, like how hot we are, watched, <laughs> we watched Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Now, this was released on October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one. Premiered on CBS. Yeah, right. Uh, I guess there was only a handful of channels at that time. Well, not I guess. I know that there was only a handful yeah. of channels at that time that this would have been playing on, and it's actually pretty, uh, pretty. I guess like scary. For something that was made for mass consumption, right? Like almost like a Salem's Lot type deal, where it's like, wow, it's pretty creepy. I was Some just going to make the comparison know. also to Salem's Lot, which we also covered recently. Go back and listen to that episode. It was a fucking awesome episode. Uh, but it's like, dude, it's just man, uh, how cool was like the time period where you're getting movies, full length movies like Salem's Lot, like Dark Knight of the Scarecrow on your uh, your local like syndicated fucking television that's fucking crazy to me like we don't anything that you're gonna get now it, it, like on you know your local fox channel or stuff like that is gonna be so watered down it's gonna be so just like uh, it's 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 all the fun has been sucked dry of the holiday <laughs> i feel and it just make, it just makes me so jealous of this time period where you were able to like sit down on a friday night with your family and watch something that's like you've never seen before and it turns out to be fucking dark night of the scarecrow how, how yeah. fun is that shit i feel like the 80s uh, so this is going to be my own opinion obviously so don't uh you know get mad at me for this i I'm feel like change the 80s Wikipedia right now as you say. <laughs> was was super strong for movies while the 90s we had regular television shows that were very strong where it was like oh like you sit down and watch this shit with your family it's like awesome watching like 100%. tgif and all that stuff but you know like you were saying imagine sitting down and watching this shit on a fucking whatever whatever day of the week it was i don't know did you look to see what day of the week I it was? i picked friday because i felt like a good movie night with the family so yeah who the, who the fuck knows well either way <laughs> Like seeing this on TV would have been fucking awesome. I mean, would we get the Shining remake? Uh, Rose oh. Red was that a was that a fucking TV movie? Yeah, all the Storm ones of the century. The perfect Storm. Yeah, okay, the Storm of the Century. That's what it was, dude. It's like, and those were just like, why, why those? Like those were like the worst ones to choose for us. Well, actually, we did get it as a made-for-TV okay. movie. That's very fair. I think that's in my lifetime. That's probably like the best made for TV movie that's been made with within, you know, me being fucking around. That's yeah, that movie's dope, dude. It's What's, so much better than they. Everyone loves that the remakes of those and stuff. Man, the first one is a little bit watchable. Second one is absolute trash. It does nothing for how awesome the original is. What is 
the thing with like Stephen King movies being made into, you know, TV fucking premieres and stuff. What's up with that? Dude, I don't know if he's like the Tommy knockers. Was that even ever in theaters or was that straight to fucking TV I also? I don't know. I, I don't know. Guys. I'm, like a, so, I'm thinking like somebody like up on top of like, you know, network television is, is probably or was buying the same uh, cocaine as him back in the day they had the same buddy they were getting it from you know and like you know one hand scratches the other maybe that's the only thing i could think of the tommy knockers was indeed a tv miniseries of course it was dude they they literally oh the stand that was another one no, yeah then they're all like dude, double fucking vhs fuck? tape releases so now the question i would have then is like are they all or were they all on the same network because then that would make sense if like say abc or cbs went to to fucking stephen king or like hey let's sign a multi you know deal or whatever like that give us four of your your stories that we can make into miniseries and we'll give you x amount of dollars that i could see happening i think a lot of the stephen king stuff was released on abc yeah i know the tommy knockers and the stand were both on abc so that totally what was, makes sense. what was it what was what was it released on? That's really what we have to see right now. It was it was a release release, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, but you know what? It was released on ABC, baby. There it is. So that has to be it. ABC probably gave him so much fucking money for the rights to like their choosing of his catalog, and they just butchered the fuck out of most of them. <laughs> hey, yeah. we're gonna just. We're just going to make this as fucking watered down as possible. Yeah, we're like, going to ruin it, right? your fucking legacy, dude. Now, here's something. Would you have liked Dark Knight of the Scarecrow to be released in theaters as an R-rated feature? See, it would. Ha- there would have to be a lot of changes, I feel like, that for this to get the R the R rating. Even then, I don't think this would get the, you know, obviously it was on fucking TV. However, if you do make some of the changes... Because this is 81. By this point, you got horror is pretty much in full swing of like, you know, let's let's get fucking crazy. I think you could go a little bit more over the top with this, put it in a theater, give it the hard R, and this is even more of a classic. Would have been awesome. Than it is now. (laughs) So October 24th, 1981 was a Saturday night. Even better. Even better than the Friday night special. Awesome. Awesome. Go do some... Go do some yard work, rake some leaves up, right? Hell have yeah. a nice, uh, have a nice warm, fucking bowl of chicken noodle soup. Some cocoa, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> then get ready for some fucking dark night of the scarecrow. Have fucking nightmares for the next two fucking months into Christmas, just thinking something's gonna come get you. <laughs> Something that I found actually pretty surprising, and I, and I'm taking the internet's word for it, I guess, whatever that's worth. That uh, I read, this is like the first movie, first story that like featured the Scarecrow as like a horror villain or like, you know, like the the central plot point of the movie, which would then go on to produce tons of other ones. Obviously, you know, the fucking 80s alone, the 90s produced a bunch of Scarecrow movies, the 2000s, there's remakes of the ones from the fucking 90s, of course, because that's what 2000s were all about. But it's like it, it's just kind of crazy that this was the the starting point of scarecrow horror. Is is that really a thing? Yeah, that's what at least that's what it says on on Wikipedia. I mean, I can't really think of one that's earlier than this, to be honest. Well, that's when I started thinking back. I started thinking about all the ones that I know about, and I look at the dates on them, and they are 100 percent post this being made. So it's pretty crazy that something that's actually made for TV and is really not it's not a gory movie a lot of it's insinuate well, almost all of it's insinuated uh could could spark such an odd subgenre which i think there should be more like scary scarecrow movies it's because it's so good yeah it's so underused it's like a creepy ass main character like when do you see a scarecrow and go like oh that doesn't look like it's gonna fucking kill yeah. me at some That's point, right? Settling as fuck. Like the whole idea of it's like creepy in itself. So 
have you ever seen a, a great it's a great plot point that I, I agree I would love to see some newer movies that could really take on the genre and give it some balls man because there's some cool things you can do with this have you ever seen a scarecrow like actually in a field somewhere yeah dude and it's fucking terrifying isn't it fucking scary as fuck? It's just ominous, dude. Like, there's just something weird about it. And I, I think it's probably because I've seen so many of these fucking movies. So I'm probably, like, already kind of, like, programmed in my head to be like, oh, this is this is pretty fucking creepy. So I think that, like, I already have that, like, pre- or that pre, you know, uh, I can't think of the word. But I already have that in my head where it's like, that's how I'm going to feel about the situation. Whenever I see something hanging on the, on, like, that, like, wood picket fence thing out in a field it's coming back to life it's evil it's coming to kill me even though the scarecrow in this movie is not evil it is not a it is it is not a bad entity i guess you can say right it's no it's, yeah it's more of just like a, a symbol or something i don't know it's it's a this is a revenge movie right when it comes down oh, to it this is a fucking it's a scarecrow revenge movie how many of those are out there? That's what I want to know. <laughs> and, and you know what? And it's like, it took me a while after like, you know, I, I seen this movie years ago and, and watching it back this time, I just started to realize of like how many awesome fucking people are in this movie, dude. Like this movie is just like scattered with some of the best people from out like movies and stuff and things that I've enjoyed throughout my childhood, especially horror movies. Well, that's also because it was a made-for-TV movie, and back then, like, you had to kind of have a little bit of sway to be in a fucking made-for-TV movie in the early 80s. That was a big medium, right? People were, like, still all about that TV life in 1981. Well, that's the thing, too, like you said, that you didn't have that many options. So it's like everybody shared the same five, six channels, and that was nationwide. So, like, everybody shared the same experiences. They, They... shows like this were like a national event where like we've said this before where it's like there's so much choice now that i think that's lost where you don't get that yeah that uh the sense of like a communal oh we're all enjoying this one thing because that's the only fucking option that we had to enjoy yeah. hey man like you said there's a lot of good people in this charles derning <laughs> fucking papio daniel from oh brother where art thou <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> there's there's tons of fucking. It's Dude. one of those things where when you watch these made-for-TV movies, just like Salem's Lot, it's like, oh, that guy, oh, that guy, oh, I know that guy, Charles, like, oh. fucking Durning, dude. That dude has been in so many fucking things that I love. Like one of my earliest childhood movies was the Muppet movie, fucking Doc Hopper. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's the only <laughs> thing I could think of today watching this movie was fucking Doc Hopper the entire time. And then there's parts of the movie where he's talking, and I'm like, yo, that sounds like fucking Francis Griffin from fucking Family Guy. Look it up. A hundred percent. He played fucking Francis Griffin on Family Guy. So, I'm like, this guy has been in everything. Dude, Lane Smith. Fucking Coach Riley from the Mighty Ducks. That piece oh, shit. of shit, dude. I hated that team. Mayor but, Bates, Red Dawn. Wow, what a fucking, what a filmography. But dude, Walter Warner. Walter, that's where it's where it's yeah. at, dude. Son-in-law, <laughs> fucking Walter Warner. That's that's like the most memorable fucking uh, uh, role that he's played, in my opinion, that I can remember him from. Would you, would you say that, like, that is probably the most popular role for our fan base here oh yeah i I would probably say we have a lot of uh a lot of son-in-law fans oh my god (laughs) that's horrifying to say so now let's get to the let's get to the part of the show that a lot of people actually want to hear about the vhs tapes of dark knight of the scarecrow right now you said to me like i said hold on man let me go get my tape. You said, oh, we got that key video one. Now, rainbow action. Now, I feel like the key video one is is definitely the one that you see the most, right? It looks retro as fuck. It was the early. It's the original, it's the original. release. Correct. Um, it's got a picture of Bubba on the front in the scarecrow costume that he's hiding in. 
very uh, very early '80s looking, right? Mid '80s, early '80s, kind of well, kind of plain. Like you said it's a key video, so it has uh, the the generic key template that they use at the time. All the key releases have like a very similar box where like the image is usually like within a frame on the box. So if you're familiar with what the key videos look like, you know exactly what we're talking about here. But you, you were like, no, I'm a sir. real motherfucker. I'm a I real do not motherfucker have that here. tape. I have the more elusive one. And I was like, of course you fucking do, Lit Lambo. Of course like, what I else do. would a motherfucker like you <laughs> pull from your shelf right now? And then you pull Born, over, what is it? The Platinum? Yeah, Platinum Productions. There it is. I was going to say, born with a platinum spoon in my mouth. I have to have the, uh, the Platinum Productions release of Dark Knight of the Scarecrow from 1990. Beautiful. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen this one, but it's got a scarecrow hanging from a noose on the front. And the cool thing about this release is that when you turn it around and you look at the back of the tape, it actually has the back of the scarecrow. So like you're getting the front and the back. It's not a, yeah, it's not like a normal release where you have like clips from the movie on, like pictures, stills from the movie on the back. You're literally getting the back. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Um, I was just looking on eBay right now because I always do this oh when we God. record just to see how much the tape is. Um, you can get a, let's see, a key video one you can get right now. Mm, give or take $280. That's a little overpriced. I, I would say you could still get that for under a hundo. And I see right now that there's a cut box that's full of mold of the platinum <laughs> release for a hundred bucks forever. That's been on there for a long yep. time. I see another one, uh, decent one for three hundred bucks, which is pretty expensive. Uh, I feel like this one has always kind of commanded a little bit more, right, compared to the key video. It's always that's- been a little bit higher on the the price. I think the artwork is better. I think, uh, you know, Platinum puts out a lot of great stuff. They're, they're kind of known for these kind of like really cool covers of, of older obscure movies. Um, however, if you're if, if you just want to watch the fucking movie and you want to watch it in the best possible format, there is a Blu-ray of it for $14.99. So you can fucking save yourself a ton of fucking money. <laughs> and if you don't even care about Blu-ray, you can get it for $9.99 on DVD all fucking day. So don't don't believe the hype when it comes to being like, you know, if you're a VHS collector, obviously, and you want to spend the money, spend the money. No one's going to shame you but me. Um, but uh, other than that, man, you can get it for cheap. I think the other Platinum Productions that I have that I, I really enjoy is the Blood Splash one, Nightmare. Yeah, Nightmare that's a great the cover. Damage Brain. Uh, that's, a, that's an awesome cover. Another one that's like, holy shit, <laughs> right, compared to the original. It's, Platinum it's, is probably the one company that does uh, that does a lot of like the they're all reproductions and stuff like that of older movies, like I said. But they do really, really cool covers that uh, aren't completely misleading, like some of the other uh, like Club Dead from uh, Electro Video and stuff <laughs> like that are. <laughs> was was Club Dead the one the uh, the Red Wolf in? Yeah, it's was Red Wolf in, and everyone goes yeah. apeshit because it's got a skeleton with a bikini on in the fucking cover. And it is the worst movie ever. It's boring as fuck, and it's like you're gonna really get, <laughs> dude. You're gonna spend two hundred plus dollars on Terror at the Red Roof Inn. Like, cool. Like, red, the, red roof in. <laughs> the Red Wolf in. The Red Wolf in. The Red Roof in. The Red Wolf. Either either fucking movie is horrible. Don't watch. You could probably find that video on YouTube. That's probably made like three years ago, and it's a fucking horrible remake of that fucking movie. Dude, I might be starring in that one. I feel like I've stayed at a fucking (laughs) terrible. We stayed at some horrific red. One Platinum Productions release that I feel like people would know: Black Rage. Oh, uh, Black the, Rage, yes. The one with the black dude on the cover, like doing, like he's got his dukes up, with, wearing the fucking overalls. I love it. <laughs> that one, you ever see the back of that one? Is it just the back of him in overalls? No, no, no. It's like this fucking like jacked black dude fighting this like white guy who's got like a knife. It's fucking, it's That's crazy. Awesome. Check that one out. So, uh, Grizz, what do you say we hit the trailer and we get into this movie? I'm about it.
night on the CBS Saturday Night Movies, this gentleman saved this little girl's life, but they accused him of harming her. Do this ourselves. And he was tragically murdered. Now, one by one, the men of this town are dying. Who is his avenger? Is it the dead man's grief-stricken mother? They killed my boy! The little girl who loved him. I know what you did to brother. Or could it be the Scarecrow? Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, coming up next. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Now, Grizz reminded me of something that we didn't talk about in the beginning segment. Grizz, what is that? Larry Drake, the one and only... Bubba Ritter. <laughs> he is also known as Dr. Giggles, which is what I'm uh, apparently portraying right now. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, man. What, like, how do you feel about movies like where they have somebody like playing somebody that has a mental disability like this? I, I guess if they can do the job, then, you know, like. Hey, sure. you, you brought up a good point that they'll never let anybody do this ever again after Johnny Knoxville in the ringer. Doesn't Ben Stiller do it? <laughs> in, in Tropic Thunder. In Tropic that's they, Thunder, yeah, dude. That's, uh, what's his name? Fucking says, you never go full retail. Yeah, see? <laughs> oh my God, we're getting canceled. I, I, I think that, like, I think it's okay. I don't have an issue with it. <laughs> this is just, this is too I'm on their side. Like, I'm not even... <laughs> This is just this is too heavy for me. Uh, back in 1981, though, wasn't a problem, right? No, this was something that dude. you were able to just uh, do. Nobody really gave a shit. He plays the character pretty well. He's only kind of in the movie for like 10 minutes, though. So, and it's it's kind of like this common. I don't know how. I mean, I think it's kind of common. I've heard it many times. Uh, the story of like a uh, small town and then there's like this uh a person who's mentally you know has like a mental handicap who's misunderstood by the other towns people who automatically think you know bad things and vigilante justice takes over kind of like a mice and men scenario yeah. type of thing so it's like this it's, it's it's a common story that's told in this movie uh the, the twist being obviously the fucking scarecrow which is fucking awesome it's very uh, Frankenstein-esque at one point. Oh, that's, he, yeah, that's, that's a great way. To, only to he doesn't it. actually kill the little girl. So the whole thing of this movie is uh, you have Bubba, who's friends with this little girl, and she gets attacked by this Doberman, which is a fucking awesome looking dog in the movie. Um, they think that she's dead for some reason, despite the fact she has no like wounds of any sort. And they blame Bubba... And he got like the mailman and his buddies going for vigilante justice. It's bullshit. Bubba and said he didn't do it. He said it like five times that Bubba didn't do it, and like they fucking didn't believe. It. I don't know. Well, they they went they went right after him, man. They didn't give a fuck. Well, like um, I feel like well, because it was also mentioned too that like there had been other situations where they didn't feel like Bubba was being appropriate or some shit like that. They like they kind of made it out like these these few vigilante like townsfolk were like just waiting for the opportunity to go fucking yeah. pop a cap in Bubba's ass. And they the, did. The main <laughs> one was the uh, postman, Otis P. Hazelrig. And he doesn't like Bubba because he's stopping him from being a fucking diddler. He's, he's a, you know, he's a child molester. Yeah. They and people to him think, being a fucking pedophile. I think people miss that because Bubba's mom says to fucking him at one point, he's like, I see the way you look at that little girl, motherfucker. Like, you better stay away from him and shit. So, like, it's alluded to kind of a few times where it's like, yo, Otis P is kind of like uh, the P stands for pedophile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he's living in that like fucking boarding house and it ain't the one in fucking LA. Wherever, no. that, wherever the one from uh, the shot on video movie is supposed yeah, to tell take me place. This. Did, did fucking Rob Zombie name that fucking character or some shit? <laughs> Dude, doesn't that sound like a fucking Rob Zombie character? Otis P. Hazelrig. It's like such a fucking Rob Zombie. I'm surprised he doesn't like to say like, you fucking cunt. Like, yeah, over and over again. I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> but he acts like a Rob Zombie character, just minus the cursing. Oh, he really does. Dude, like, honestly, a lot of these people have, like, Rob Skeeter Norris. Like, that's another fucking name that could be in a Rob Zombie movie. Harless Hawker? Yeah, dude, Harless Hawker. 
<laughs> it's in the best fucking names ever. Dude, that's going to be your name, Harless Hawker. Harless Hawker. <laughs> now, here's something that they don't really explain, though. How does Bubba become a scarecrow? Now, when they're chasing after him, this little vigilante group, Bubba's mom hides him basically in the field and dresses him up as the scarecrow. They end up shooting him to death in the field. Yep. But he comes back as this scarecrow. Now, they don't really explain exactly why or how, you know, this happens. But his mom does say, like, oh, there's other types of justice in the world. Very Pumpkinhead-esque type thing, right? Yeah, I feel like when I was watching this, I was like, man, I feel like Pumpkinhead took a lot from this fucking movie, dude. Yeah, right? They really did. That's a that's that's a movie we gotta cover sometime here. That's a that's a a movie people know. People will just kind of brush it off, but if you watch that movie, it's dude, pretty fucking it's sick. Great. It's like a fucking Halloween alien. It's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, really yeah. good. Dude, I, I like even the sequels to Pumpkinhead. They're like so weird. Like and seeing like the evolution of the pumpkin head monster, like oh, yeah. it's fucking sick. We should, we should visit those soon. But, like, you're right. Like, I wish they would have dived in more to, like, I wanted to see more of him in the Scarecrow costume. Like, I wish they would have been, like, like because all, like, the, the kill scenes in the movie, you don't know who, it's, it's like a who fucking done it, you know? It's you're, almost supernatural. Well, it is yeah. supernatural. You're, exp- you're kind of led to believe that, like, oh, someone's getting revenge on these people, but you never see the fucking killer. You just kind of see the way that these people are dying and stuff. So I wish I would have saw more of him like in the fucking costume, like running around fucking with the fucking scarecrow outfit. That would have been great, dude. But you don't yeah, get a lot that would have been really good. Uh, the kills in this movie, they're mostly alluded to. You don't really see any of them, but they're pretty fucking cool for what they allude to. Right, dude. There's the my my personal favorite is the corn silo or the grain silo that's terrifying as fuck dude like i worked on farms growing up and shit (laughs) like dude like people could easily get trapped in that shit all all, all days so like being buried alive now here's an unknown not an unknown fact but i'm fairly certain this is factual information that's about to come out of my mouth you won't necessarily suffocate in the silo you actually burn to death because oh. like for whatever reason, like the grain heats up in there. Yo, and, like, I, I, it, I think you're right. I've heard this before too. Like I a hundred percent think that you're correct on that. Like it, right? it's like a it's, slow cook kind of a fucking thing. Yeah. It's like fucked up the way to go. Like it's a terrible way to fucking die. Now well, I'm watching my, it too. And like, there's all this fucking grain dust flying everywhere inside of there. And I'm like, dude, like, you're breathing in like nothing but fucking grain dust. Like you're going to fucking suffocate from lack of oxygen at one point. Also, like all scenarios in that are fucking horrible. Even if you live the fucking grain filling up, now you're starving to death in a fucking silo, not able to move for days on end. Like that is all scenarios, a horrible way to go. I, I mean, I don't know. Pick, pick your poison here. Would you rather go in the grain silo or fall into the wood chipper? Ooh. Oh, my feet first. So, uh, see, if it was head first, I might go with the chipper because it's over quick. Feet first is a tough way to do it. Dude, you got to experience that's... the whole like, <laughs> like all the way fucking down through the chipper. To get to do you remember from South Park where it's like he go he puts himself on the fucking uh, the table saw, but he goes feet first first. Yeah. <laughs> feet first first. And he's like, oh shit, that'll hurt. <laughs> so good. Uh, that but to me, like, that's a pretty <laughs> gruesome thing to even depict in a made oh, for TV movie. <clears throat> that, right? Yeah, like honestly, you're not expecting that. Like uh, there was like for, for being in an eighty one, you know, TV movie that everyone was gonna see, like yeah, there, this was actually a pretty heavy movie. Like, it doesn't show a lot of gore. Like, this is probably one of the movies we've covered that has pretty much little to no gore in it. There's a couple blood spots here and there and stuff like that. But uh, no real gore, but it sets a great mood. It's a, it's a really good, like, 
kind of paced mystery that kind of keeps you guessing and stuff. I love the whole uh, like the the freaking out of the vigilante gang over time. Them starting to like almost turn on each other and start to like really, really start to lose their minds over you know them thinking who's next out of all of them that's gonna die. I I'm, I'm right now I'm looking up grain silo death. <laughs> well yeah like so like apparently when the like i guess it has to do with like the grain or like the corn or whatever being dumped into the silo like the friction friction uh it makes total sense yeah of like the of the filling of the silo like makes it super fucking hot it's a metal tube you're in dude yeah holy shit Fuck, yeah. man. Us country boys got to watch out, right? I could say <laughs> that now. Fucking silo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can fit in though. <laughs> um, now, something that I guess also you don't think about in this movie is the fact that, like, everybody who dies in this movie deserves it, right? And nobody really gives a fuck in the town. Everybody right? but Bubba, man. Bubba didn't well, deserve no, no, it. No, I'm not even saying that. Like, literally, these guys are, like, fucking getting picked off in, like, a small town. And nobody's really, like, worried. Right? Well, because, I mean, they're all scumbags, <laughs> man. Honestly, though, the, the only one of these motherfuckers that I felt really deserved it is Otis P. Hazelrig. This motherfucking Charles Durning is the biggest piece of shit out of the entire group. Not only... Does he kind of like lead the vigilante group to go kill Bubba? But then like later, he's convinced that like it's Bubba's mom that's fucking killing everybody. Cause they're like, he has a confrontation with her and they're like, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth and all this shit. And, he, and he's like, we're even then. And she's like, bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> so like, he's convinced that like it's her. So he like creeps over there in the middle of the night to try to scare her and ends up fucking killing her and blowing her Dude. house up. He's like, a murderer. He's a piece of shit murderer. And then he kills fucking Skeeter Norris. <laughs> That's a ve- Okay. That <laughs> fucking scene, they're like going to check to see if Bubba's body is in the fucking casket. So Skeeter's in the grave about to like open the thing. They open it up and I guess his body is in there. Right? Like that's the whole thing. I see it. But fucking piece of shit Hazel fucking dick hits Skeeter with the fucking shovel. Takes him out. It's very, very... Oh, also, you see, like, his hat. On, like, the edge of the shovel. shovel. I like that he pulls it off and throws it. He's like, piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, to me, that scene was very Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Right? Like, that was something that was always in Tales from the Crypt episodes. Like, somebody jumping in the grave to do something, and then they get fucking killed, buried in there also, or whatever. Like... Fucking this this guy Hazelrig turned into an just a psychopath. Not only is he a pedophile, but he just turns into this fucking, fucking like serial killer <laughs> as the movie goes along. What the fuck, man? But this I mean, guy just what the fuck? But Tales from the Crypt, like you said, Larry Drake, everyone's favorite Santa Claus. That's him also. Oh my god, is that really Season him? Season one, baby. Oh my god, all through the house, right? That's, that's the name of it, yeah, absolutely, dude. See, you know it. See? Oh dude, that I, I feel like everybody knows that shit. I was Jeez. gonna say that's that's probably like the most famous episode of Tales from the Crypt, in my opinion. What's what's your favorite three uh, give me three of your favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes? I probably couldn't do it off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Really? You couldn't? No, I haven't watched those in so long, dude. Oh my Three god! Off the top dude. of my head, right now, you know who you're talking to, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I could, I could easily tell you my fucking favorite three. Uh, number one, Yella, the one that has like Dan Aykroyd in it and shit. Okay, where there, it's the World War One episode. It's not even that scary. It's not like a scary one. It's just like one of those ones where it's like, oh man. I like the magician one. That's like when I I like the fucking there's like a a magician one with what's his name? Oh my god, uh it's called uh something like Dig This Cool Cat or something like that. Yeah, 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 something with a cool cat, yeah, that's it. And he he gets the nine lives from the cat, and his magician gimmick is to get killed and he comes back from the dead. 
but he forgets that the cat died once in the beginning. So, so he's, he's like, ninth life is fucking actually he's buried up. alive. I yeah. Loved it. Um, so Yella is my favorite, along with Television Terror. That's the one where they go into the haunted house. Um, it's supposed to be like a fucking like a TV expose thing, and it's got Morton Downey Jr. in it. You know that one, and like oh, he's yeah. like investigating it with like the TV guy, and it, that's a good Halloween one. It's what's um, great about those two is like, like you just bring it up, and like we keep saying like all these famous people who are in these fucking episodes. Oh hell yeah, Crypt, dude! Like before they hit it big, a lot of these people were in these fucking episodes. Dude, another really good one when the lumberjack guy gets fucking blinded by the boss because he was sleeping with his wife. And then at the end, they teach him to use, like, the chainsaw. And he, they have the fucking wife and the boss in the giant logs. And he's cutting them in half with the chainsaw. Dude, I could, I'm, a, I'm a huge, huge Tales from the Crypt fan. I love this shit. It's so good. So many good episodes. So many memorable, at least for me, like, staying up late, like, fucking watching that shit. Like, I didn't see it on HBO because we didn't have HBO. I saw a lot of these on the Fox rerun. So oh, I nice. saw them all edited for TV. And then when I got a little bit older, I got to see them all like in their, you know, full form, how it was supposed to be seen. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's fucking sick. The one with uh, the guy from Son of the Beach, where he's got like the Siamese twin, the, the conjoined twin. And they and he like murders the fucking girl or whatever, and he's like, they can't send us both to jail. And he wakes up and they're separated. That's a fucking awesome one, dude. I, I see now I'm going off. I love this stuff. If anybody well, wants like, to talk I, tales from the crypt, let me know. <laughs> I uh, I watched like so I'd go to my mom's house every other weekend when I was a kid, and my mom had HBO at her house. So like that's when I would be exposed to to watching tales from the crypt. And I was terrified of this fucking show when I was a kid, dude. Like, this show <laughs> scared the shit out of me. Not so much the actual stories, but the fucking intro and his laugh. So good. Scared the fuck out of me, dude. dude. So, like, I'd have to be like, dude, I, I would make everybody fucking watch it with me. Because, like, I wanted to watch it, but I could not fucking watch this shit alone when I was that young. I was, I was like, real fucking scared of the Crypt Keeper. Dude, my mom used to do the laugh just to fuck with me. Really? Like I, would be, awesome. I would be going to bed. My room was upstairs. I'd be going to bed. It'd be late as fuck at night. My mom would be doing the laugh downstairs. I'd be like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> just fucking kill me now. Just kill me. I used to have nightmares that, like, I would wake up and I heard footsteps coming up the stairs and it was the fucking Crypt Keeper. Meanwhile, like, in reality, the Crypt Keeper seemed like a cool guy. Like, he would hang out with you. Oh, I yeah. Like- I was so fucking scared of him. Right? As I got older, I'm like, yo, the Crypt Keeper is fucking awesome. Like, this is the fucking man. Like, I'll probably smoke a doobie with the fucking Crypt Keeper, honestly. So, like, <laughs> the Crypt Keeper's so it. cool, we, we made him a fucking intro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he made us an intro, man. That's how cool he is. <laughs> so, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, would you say that this is actually almost like a Tales from the Crypt episode? Yeah, I mean, it does have. Uh, I think it's because it, it, it's like that tv quality to it mm-hmm. so like it's uh it, it has a little bit of reserve it holds back in some sp- uh, some spaces that like you know tales from the crypt does also even though it was on hbo it still it didn't go all out as if it was like you know a feature film and stuff so this does have uh it, it does feel like that the only thing that takes me out of it obviously is like the way it looks it doesn't it doesn't necessarily look like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, it wasn't shot on TV. The, yeah. yeah, the time period and stuff like I mean, that. I mean, it wasn't shot like how we In remember the 90s TV. TV. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And for 80s, you know, early 80s, 70s TV, this looks on par. If you watch Salem's Lot and stuff, this looks very similar to that. Although Salem's Lot is a little bit more polished. Probably a little bit more money went into that movie than this one. But this does... It just does have a special quality to it. Like all these TV, all these things that are made for TV just have like this weird, like nostalgia factor to them, dude. Like just because we don't get this stuff anymore, I'm just like, man, whenever I watch it, I just want to watch like everything that came out at this time period and just eat it all up. It's, it's also got a very different feel from the other horror movies, though, that came out in 1981. Like, 1981, you were starting to get, like, real hardcore slasher shit. 
um, in America, we started to get a lot of uh, the Italian stuff that was starting to come over in 81. And uh, I, I mean, that's why me, I wanted this pushed, man. That's why I'm saying like 81, there was already like the fucking hardcore stuff was coming out. So given this a theatrical run with a hard R, this would have been fucking been awesome. Now, do you think that this was like, so I, I'm not going to say it was crazy. It wasn't, it's not a crazy movie. It's not a bloody movie, but like it is pretty fucking intense for a, a made for TV movie. And do you think that's because the shit that was coming out in theaters, like you got shit like maniac coming out and all that stuff in the early eighties, the burning, all this stuff that's like legitimately like hard R stuff. You think that's why this was able to kind of be as, mm, I guess, like on the border, I, I would say. Yeah, like spooky or whatever the hell you want, horrific. <laughs> well, there's it's not only that, but like like we talked about, it, it has some like kind of touching subjects in it, like you know the fact that uh, he's a fucking pedophile, the the one guy, like that's kind of like a heavy topic to just kind of like brush past and stuff like that, and to make this movie like he's like the main the main fucking bad guy throughout the whole thing. So and there's even parts of it. And like, because it kind of happens early in the movie that you realize that like, he's kind of like that. You notice it throughout the rest of the film. Cause there's like parts at the fucking Halloween party where like, he's talking to the little girl and like, he's chasing after her and the fucking cop is like, stops him and is like, Hey motherfucker, Otis, the party's back that way. So like, it's just kind of like this heavy fucking vibe I have the whole time where I'm like, dude, is Otis going to fucking attack this little girl? Like, that's what I kept thinking the entire time yeah. I'm watching it. And I never really picked up on that until I watched it for this fucking, for this episode. Yeah. I don't know why I never picked up on the fact that Otis was like a pedophile and he really, at least my perception of it. He really hated Bubba because Bubba was the thing that was standing in his way. That's exactly how I read it, too. Like, Bubba and uh, what the fuck is the girl's name? Uh, Mary Lee. Like, uh, you know, Bubba and Mary Lee were so tight and, like, always fucking together. So, like, he never had an opportunity to get Mary Lee alone to be a fucking petter ass and do his thing. So, like, he almost was, like, looking for the opportunity for them to kill Bubba. Like, oh, finally we can get fucking rid of this motherfucker because yeah, he was the one the that equation. was like, let's fucking do it. Like, he was the main dude who was like, get the guns, let's get the boys, let's get the dogs, let's fucking make it a thing. So, dude, he's such a piece of shit. I, I cannot he, stand him. You know it is fucking awesome that I really like the way they did um, the part, I really like the way that they did the part where they execute Bubba and then there's a call on the radio, like immediately after. Oh yeah, which like, is hey, very, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it was all misunderstanding. Like, no, it was the dog. Like Bubba saved me, her life. <laughs> yeah, like to me, that's a very tales from the crypt thing. Yeah, that is true. Like, like where they you do, yeah, like you do something terrible, then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, man, like that's not what's going on. Like we were wrong. Like why? What's going on? <laughs> like, it's you usually do? like a really, it's like a decision that's about to be made. That's what seems like the right decision due to a drastic circumstance, but given the wrong information is the absolute wrong decision to make. Yeah, and it exactly. sets up this really fucking great story point in, in, in anything, dude. If, if that's like the main, you know, like uh, the main plot point of a movie or a story it's going to be fucking awesome because it just builds so much tension yeah now they do go on trial but like it's like a sham trial basically where they they let them all off yeah right like oh these are like upstanding of individuals in the community and they're pillars of like the fucking you know whatever and they basically tell the DA to like go fuck himself and he's having a nervous breakdown they think it is the DA for a second right Dude, part of me, I really wish that it was. Like, part of me thinks that it'd be so cool to have uh, this DA Sam Willick or whatever the fuck his name was, like, be like that. Like, all right, you guys were going out for vigilante justice. I tried to get justice the right way. Now I'm going to get fucking justice any way possible. I, I like that story also. I think there's a so cool thing to happen there. So you want the Dark Knight of the Scarecrow crossover with 555? Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's 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 the perfect scenario. My favorite now, movie. 
Now, what do you think about the ending of this movie? You have uh, Hazel Rig basically killing his boy Skeeter. He's all drunk and he's like chasing down Mary Lee now. Oh, dude, him driving the drunk in, is the best scene. Like the way in, the like, car. The mail truck. Yeah, dude, like the, <laughs> the fucking roads like all over the fucking place. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And uh, he sees Mary Lee just walking in at night, I guess. This was a setup. That's what this was, man. This was not like a... This was a setup to fucking finally take him out. Oh, yeah. Um, She's in on it. He chases after into the pumpkin patch and the... What what is that thing? Like a combine or whatever? Yeah, it's like a giant combine. It's old school Uh, one. It turns on out of nowhere, magically, supernaturally, starts chasing him. He runs away from it and what does he run into? But the fucking pitchfork that he planted on Bubba's body to make it seem like he was in, you know, acting in self-defense. Like to me, that's like an awesome way to end it because you see the scarecrow that like Bubba was hiding in and it's just inanimate. Like it's just, it's just there. He killed himself. Yeah. He basically killed himself. And after that, you see... Uh, Mary Lee like noticing somebody's walking and she starts talking and it's Bubba in the fucking scarecrow outfit but you don't see him right you just see the hands and he hands her the flower but he hands it to her the right way not like how in the beginning it was all remember he like crushed it and she's like oh you did it wrong you gotta do it by the stem and he hands her the flower like you see the yeah, you see, like the scarecrow hand with the glove on, like I fucking cried, dude. Dude, every time. What if? What if? And she's like, "Oh, next time I'm gonna have to teach you the chasing game." Like, oh, <laughs> so she Chase was in on about. it. He told me something about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really dig that ending. I think it's really cool. They set it up really well. They pulled it off extremely well. And to me, having like Bubba's scarecrow gloved hand wasn't corny at all it was cool like to me it was awesome yeah this is a perfect story the the length of time it takes to tell it uh all the parts involved all the characters involved you really get into uh like all around like start to finish this has got to be one of the strongest fucking made for tv horror movies plot wise that's out there i'm gonna say made for tv movies period dude Oh yeah, hundred percent. This is this is this has a better plot and story than a lot of fucking theatrical horror movies, man. This is a really solid wraparound. Like everything I want in a, in a horror story and a revenge story, uh, it happens here. There's good twists. There's a good you know red herring. Uh, it, it delivers on all fucking aspects of what a good movie is. And it's one of those things where you kind of know that it's like, you you know, it's Bubba's like ghost or whatever, but you never quite like sure, you know, like they never really make it like really pronounced that it's him. They, it just kind of alludes that it's him, you know, alludes to the scarecrow. Well, one of my favorite parts of that kind of alludes to that is when uh, Hazel Rig is, is, is confronting Mary Lee at the Halloween party and uh you know he's basically yelling at her because she says that you know like i know that what you did to sam or you know what you did to bubba and stuff like that and he's like oh you you don't say that shit and blah 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 and uh you know bubba's dead and she goes yeah i know so it's like <laughs> that's where you're like oh fuck like she's, she's talking, talking to, to bubba ghost. still she says that she talks to him but she also knows that he's dead so that that was a cool eerie part to me. So Grizz, why don't you why don't you give me your final thoughts on this movie? Wrap it up, man. This, it's like I was just saying. This is this is solid as fuck. As when it comes to to TV movies, when it comes to actual full length movies, this is a great warm up to the fall season. This yeah. doesn't this doesn't throw Halloween in our face. You know, this isn't this is just kind of like here's a little bit of fall. Here's a little bit of Halloween, but here's a really fucking awesome story that you're really going to get into. Yeah. This is one of those movies like when that temperature hits like 50 degrees out, open your windows, you know, at night, get yourself fucking a nice drink or do whatever you're doing. 
Happy Sit fun. down, yeah, and fucking watch this movie. It'll really get you in the mood for some fucked up shit that we're gonna be watching come October, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get dirty this uh, this October. So enjoy these while you can. One thing I want to say that this is, to me at least, a child friendly movie. Yeah, I'll t- uh, yeah, dude. I think this is because it tells a great story. It's got, it's got like great um, moral fucking fiber to it you know to like be nice to fucking people and don't judge a book by its cover and all that bullshit yeah and it's not it's not gory you don't there's no nudity there's nothing like that at all in it it's it's really like we said it's you know what it's actually more like an are you afraid of the dark episode or a tales from the dark side type episode where it's not very like fucking hardcore but it's it's soft it's really solid yeah it's spooky it's like an amped up goosebumps. Yeah, it's a it's a spooky fall movie to get you <laughs> to wet your whistle. There we so, go. So uh, let's head over to the video drop box to see what we're watching to kick off the real shit, right? I mean, it's not October yet, but we're really gonna start kicking it up a notch next Each week. Each week. Yeah, a little deeper and deeper. All right, let's 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 hit that fucking video drop box shit. We're back with the video Dropbox, and let's see what we're doing next week. Now, this one was nominated by Grizz because he said, okay, I want to watch something that's like very, it's Halloween-esque, and maybe you haven't seen it, or maybe you don't remember it too well, because I'm always the one that's saying, hey, why don't we do this fucking dumb movie? You picked the 1990... Alien uh, PG what, Yeah, what would you call this? What would you like? This is a good time, dude. This is, this, yeah. this is, I guess that's it's like it. a sci-fi comedy. Yeah. Spaced invaders. Now, this is one when I when he said to do it, I like Googled it. And I'm like, I've definitely seen this movie at some point in my life. Because the the actual aliens themselves are very like what what would you not like unique but very Familiar. yes yeah like it, it's definitely something i've seen i guarantee you you've at least seen pictures from this movie or clips or whatever that's but the thing I've, man if you're our age i can promise you you may not know what fucking movie we're talking about right now if you see a picture of the aliens you will know what movie we're fucking talking about yeah. it's like Let's, one of these things dude Let's hit the trailer. We'll talk a little bit more about it. For years, scientists have speculated that there was intelligent life in outer space. Now comes definitive proof that there is no such thing. Come on, open this baby up. Let's see what she'll do. Hit it, Blasny. <laughs> now, five misguided Martians have landed in Big Bean, Illinois. Come on. Let's kick some earthling butt. Looks like you hit something. On Halloween night. Prepare to die, Earth scum! <laughs> Maybe later. Have fun, boys. They think they're wearing Halloween costumes. What a bunch of morons! Perhaps a taste of this death rat. Perhaps I'll just have to remove those little heads of yours. And now they're up to their antennas in... What did I step in? You know how bad that's gonna in trouble. There are five of us and four billion of them. Why know you boys? They're my cousins from California. Dude, let's get them! I thought you were going 3,000 miles per hour. There goes my insurance. They're not really bad. They're just stupid. Join Captain Bipto. I said prepare to die, Earth Scum. Prepare to die, Earth Scum. Prepare to die, Earth Scum. 
Charlotte on your tombstone. Lieutenant Blasney. I thought this was a bad idea. Blue the robot slave. And now, Pinhead, Mom's gonna hear about this. And all their spaced out friends. Mom, how pretty. As they take off on an adventure that's not quite out of this world. Who taught you to drive, you moron? Spaced Invaders. We did win, didn't we? Yeah, so here's something I want to just put out there. That Mr. E.K. fucking Wimmer from the Laser Graves podcast was fucking talking shit to us saying that movie sucks. That movie's not good. That movie sucks. Then what happened, dude? He rewatched it and he's like, wow, Spaced Invaders is awesome. Tried to play it off like he was talking about something else. It's like, no, man. Yeah, he's no, like, don't. what do you call it? He's like trying to play it off like another space movie. We are on to you, dude. We know what's up, Kegstan. We're not falling for that shit. <laughs> don't ever doubt the Griswold P. Jenkins over there, right? The Halloween homeboy, right? The fucking Halloween homeboy. I forgot about that already. <laughs> I'm going to make that a hat or like a t-shirt for you. <laughs> Halloween homeboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody's going to take that and put it on something and sell it, like, on the internet, and we're going to get no Good money Lord, for it. dude. I God hope so. God damn it. <laughs> and next week will be the first week that we start with our little extra Halloween magic, our little tidbit of, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Like, reminiscing from our childhood, at least. Yeah, th- yeah this is really just, like, I think kind of like a... Uh, yeah, a buffet of nostalgia specifically for us because like yes. these are all things that like I know are both really near and dear to to my heart and your heart and things that we remember growing up. So I think people will uh, I think people get a kick out of this, man. Should I just tell them the general idea of what we're doing? Yeah, let's lay it on them. Give them like don't don't tell them what we're doing next week, but give them the idea of like what they're gonna what to expect. Yeah. So we're going to obviously cover a movie every week leading up to Halloween like we always do. But we will also be watching a classic Halloween episode of various sitcoms from our childhood. Oh, yeah. So things that if you're in like the your late 20s to your early 40s, I guess, these would be things like you'll you'll remember these fucking episodes like, you know, holy shit. And we're not going to do the normal ones that everybody does. I mean, I guess most people, I guess maybe some people did these, but we're, we're going to try to like dig a little deeper yeah. and do things that are, you know, we're not going to do Urkelbot, you know, we're going to do yeah, something exactly. else. I mean, we're not going to do gonna, like the fucking classic, you know, the Roseanne ones that everyone fucking covers and stuff like yeah. that. We'll find something yeah. fun. Yeah. We're going to dig a little deeper. Maybe the ones that were, uh, you know, the shows that were on at seven o'clock. And not 8 o'clock, right? <laughs> On TGIF. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next week, Spaced Invaders. I'm fucking excited. We're going to start getting really deep into this Halloween stuff. I am fucking... I am more excited for this Halloween season than anyone in Bad Taste Video history. This year, we're doing literally some of my favorite movies. We're going to do a special episode for Halloween Kills when that's yeah, coming that's out. Uh, awesome. I think October 15th or whatever. So we're going to try to get it out as soon as possible. Right after we watch it, we're going to watch it on release. Uh, you're able to stream it on Peacock, I think it's going to be. Yep. We're, we're going to just overload you with fucking movies that we love. Uh, try to get as many guests as we can for this Halloween season. Yeah, I think we're going to get the hog back for at least one. Hopefully right? for Halloween Kills. I got to hear what this motherfucker has to say about this movie. We're going to we're gonna hopefully maybe get Mr. Porno Corno back for one, right? For one of the later ones we'll in October. Arm, but we'll see yeah, what we I, can do. I think he's a giant fan of that movie that we will be doing. So we'll see. We're going to try to bring people in. It's going to be a good time. So, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Uh, please like, subscribe, leave us a good review. Five-star rating helps us out. Listen to all our friends. They really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. We're a big fucking mongoloid family here. <laughs> so, uh, anything else? Anything else you want to add? Let's roll.
Let's roll, man. It's time to uh, head on out to Rob Zombieville, Mr. Otis P. <laughs> fucking Hagelmeyer, whatever the hell it is. Hagelmeyer. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Re- Reginald P. Huckstand or whatever the fuck. These All right, we'll, we'll see you next week as we dig through these ditches and start burning through the witches. See ya. <laughs>